Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you describe the rhythm of your life? Uh, my rhythm of my life. Well, it depends what day of the week it is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rhythm of Life with me, Otima Busev. The podcast where I talk to some of my best celebrity friends and find out what was the role they took for them to be successful. We delve a little bit into their childhood, their teenage years, their 20s, and where they are in life today. Today, I have a very, very special guest. This is one of the queens to my heart. She is a dancer from a really, really well-known Strictly Come Dancing show, and she is just an incredible human being. The lovely Karen Vanessa. Welcome to the podcast, Karen Vanessa Howard. <laughs> I think that whenever I talk to you, that's the, my favorite thing because you're the only one that calls me by my middle name. Like nobody, nobody knows my middle name. But then there's Oti going Vanessa. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Let's let, let's even go there because that was literally my first question. I know your first name. <laughs> middle name and surname i just can't say your surname <laughs> so what is your surname let's just start it off there well literally i have i have about 17 names so it's um karen vanessa guedes cardenas andrades Ta-da! Ta-da! taco bell that's oh <laughs> <laughs> it taco bell at the end where, where does it come from well it's from venezuela i was born in venezuela and um in valencia venezuela it's a mixture of my parents um last names so i and i don't know what it is about you know latinos or like you know hispanics is that we we all have to have about 17 names but i you know and it's it's but it and it's it's quite cool actually but there is no way that i was going to go on you know that i was going to be able to be working and somebody go oh next up is karen vanessa guedes cardenas andrales <laughs> hello karen <laughs> and funny enough my real name is not actually karen it's karin 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 yeah so my apparently when my mom registered me in venezuela they put an e instead of an i so it's karin vanessa so my my entire family calls me karin but and it's only oh like word. It's only like my American friends and like, you know, wherever I work as well, growing up is where everybody calls me Karen, but it's actually Karin. Would you ever change it back? Nah, <laughs> no, I'm not Karin. Tell me a little bit about your, your growing up. And I mean, before you even got to New York, what was it like in Venezuela? Because we don't get to hear a lot about the culture, the lifestyle, the atmosphere of Venezuela and, and what made you you? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like, I I always felt when I lived in Venezuela, I was I was always a happy kid. Like, I was always playing outside. You know, it was hot, and it's not even like hot; it's like humid, humid. You know, it's it's intense. Um, and we lived in in Valencia, the second biggest city of mm-hmm. of Venezuela, and it was it was it was good. I mean, it, from what I remember, my parents were still together. It was nice. You know, I mean, 
I had my family around yeah. and that's what I remember. I just remember family and I remember parties and I remember going to, you know, to the beach and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying there was always a ball and it was always a party, yeah. but you know, there was always the family drama, but you know, I had so many cousins that we would go and, and, and play and I would climb trees and go to the river and like, yeah. just go, it was, it was just manic and, but in a, in a beautiful way, you know, I, I, I remember always being happy yeah. and um and always running around and being outside and it was a good life because you know I had the entire family there and and I guess because it was it was good for my mom and 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 for my sister and my brother and it was it was just nice to have the entire family and Christmases and and all these it was it was something that I've um that I've definitely missed now um as yeah. a grown-up but as a kid I was you know I was I was cute you know I was I was a tomboy. I'm still a tomboy, but you know, I always chased my brother around. You know, my brother's only like a year older than me, but I, whatever he wanted to do, I wanted to yeah. do as well. Whether it was like, you know, driving on a on a bike that didn't have brakes, because that's what you do when you're, you know, four years old. <laughs> It'll stop when it stops. <laughs> no, you used to put the heel of your foot into the back attire. What? I don't know if you ever did that. I don't know. <laughs> Babe, I grew up pretty intensely. <laughs> so to stop the bike, so you didn't have brakes on the bike, so you would put the heel. Please, kids, don't try this at home. Um, you put the heel of your foot into the back tire, and that's how it would stop. But to the on the top, not yeah. into the wheel, obviously, because yeah. I wouldn't have a foot right now. But onto the top, yeah. And I felt really bad. You know, one time it was my sister's quinceañera. Um, it's like when they turn 15 yeah. and there's this big party and, and, you know, the girls dressed like in a wedding dress and all that stuff. No. My sister didn't dress like a wedding. It, it wasn't a wedding dress for her. She looked like an astronaut because it was like in the 80s, you know, so she had like this astronaut suit. <laughs> it was like aluminum, but pink aluminum foil. That's all I remember with big hair. Sorry, Carol, if you hear this. Um, <laughs> I love you. Uh, but I remember riding the bike. And I was outside playing with the kids, riding the bike. And I went through a curve and the curve was very like dirt. There was a lot of dirt on the curve. And I slid and my whole face slid on the floor. So I was like a little scar face walking around. Awful. Obviously, my mom wasn't really happy with me. But it was that kind of thing. You know, I was always outside and like being naughty um, and just kind of, you know, just enjoying myself um, as much as I could. And And what did parties look like because in my in my imagination when I go over Venezuela I just imagine people dancing in the streets music playing food food in Venezuela is such an important thing what was like a festival or a party like well there were all these carnivals so um and I guess they always pick a queen and I was funny enough I was a tomboy but then I was a little queen as well like I was a little (laughs) and I remember I I, well, I didn't really like my dress, but I didn't really have a choice. Um, but, <laughs> so they, <laughs> so they put me in this like wedding dress as a kid. I was, <laughs> they put me in like this little wedding dress. It was cute though, but but then they take you through the streets and they parade you around. And there's there is people like it is like La La Land. Do you remember that that part in La La Land where they're like everybody's dancing on the cars and it's it's nuts. But then it gets violent. That's the thing. It's like after people start drinking in in like. Venezuela it's it, you know or like any country it yeah. gets a little bit intense yeah. so um but it's, it is like colorful and, and and partying and one of my favorite things um speaking of food to eat was hot dogs hot dogs <laughs> the, the way you say hot dog with a w hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> 
hot dogs. But but the thing with these hot dogs is that they put like these little French fries on top. I'm I'm really hungry now. <laughs> like these little French fries on top, and they were really crispy. So when you would bite into the hot dog, it was like crispy but soft and quite juicy. And then we would do these amazing barbecues as well. And um, my, my grandmother, who lived literally like in the Amazon, she lived in the middle of the jungle okay. and she had like cows and and you know there were iguanas walking around and like chickens and you know and we would all go and like stay at her house and she had like this massive farm and it was just like everybody would just sleep in a hut you know and then they would like you know cook the chickens and then we would play with the baby chickens and then it was you know it was I can just smell it now and I guess this is why I love um I have this little yes. incense these little Para like Santo. um these little sticks, Palo Santo, because it always reminds me of my grandmother and like that smell. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was really authentic yeah. and really kind of like raw. Um, you know, there were definitely, you know, no drive-ins or anything like that. Yeah. So it was like, it was just, it was colorful, but quite raw and, and quite, um, you know, from what I remember, it was just, always I was always eating at family's houses or you were having a, a get together and they would they would hire little DJs in the, like in their house and there would like be all these discotheque like lights and you know everybody dancing salsa and you know and it was just like you kind of just you kind of just danced you, you did your thing or if we would go to the beach yeah. they would put all the cars and the lights and then you know they would play the drums oh and God. we would sleep over at the beach and um yeah it was it it was, um, these are the good things that I always yeah. remember that will always pop into my mind about, about Venezuela. I don't know about you, but when I went to my grandma, it was so hardcore. I don't know if you guys did this, that you needed, to, if we were eating chicken, you would have to go get the chicken <laughs> and prepare the chicken. But like, it was still alive. Oh. And you're like, okay, oh. I choose that one. Did you ever have to go, like, that's the chicken I want, that's the No. No, but we would see that I liked eating chicken feet. Yes, same, same. They're amazing. Crispy chicken feet. I mean. How do you guys prepare? They, How do you prepare them? Well, you know, from what I remember, they would, oh, this is going to sound horrific. This is this wasn't me. It was, you know, my grandparents. They would boil the chicken. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then, like, you know, they would dunk it in. Obviously, they would, you know, slightly, you know, end, end it in its life, unfortunately, so we can eat it. And then they would, like, pluck. I would help pluck the feathers out. <laughs> and then they would, obviously, you know, boil it, cut it up, and then, you know, saute it or fry it and, you know, whatever. I mean, most of the times they would make it into a soup into this massive pot like and it wasn't like it was a massive pot with like yams and um yuca uh potatoes you know carrots and on corn on the cob they would and they would just it was amazing the the smell and the taste you know it, it, yeah. i can't even i would never be able to kind of um taste that kind of um flavor again because it was so yeah. specific by the way that my grandmother used to make it um but that's how they kind of that's how i remember they would prepare it i mean i was i wasn't picking out my own chickens but there were plenty of people picking chickens out and i just look i just sit back and i would just be playing with a little baby chicken i just wanted a pollito we oh. call them pollitos little baby chicken i think i think that the thing is stuff like that kind of 
it teaches you life skills, especially in the situation that you grow. You grew up in the Amazon. I grew up <laughs> in the caves, in the bushes. So you have to do what you have to do to survive. Yeah. Are there any um, life skills that you feel like just that childhood has made you today? Well, I mean, one of the things that I always kind of saw, I, I saw all the women always cooking and cleaning and kind of like working mm-hmm. together, working as a team. And I and I think that's one of the things that I that I always kind of like and um and what stayed with me throughout the years is is teamwork and 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 having your circle around um mm-hmm. the right people around whether you have you know arguments or anything like that they were always stuck together and and I yeah. think that's what I really liked um it wasn't a specific I mean don't get me wrong I love cleaning I love <laughs> yes you do <laughs> loved, I love a mop but I think that's what I kind of that I now that I actually think about it it's what I always saw, like the women sticking together and um, and always building together, you know, and, and building each other up and helping each other out, uh, regardless of any differences that they had. And what about the music? Because as a dancer, music is such an important part of our soul, our expression. Mm. No, I mean, you know, I had salsa, salsa, merengue, you know, all, and, and drums, like all these like earthy kind of, it's music and songs, especially like all the salsa songs that I listened to. It was all about like heartbreak, even though it sounded really like, you know, exciting. It was always like, I love you, girl, but I miss you, girl. And why did you let you, you know, why did you leave me, girl? And then you're like, oh, yeah, this is a great song. And the guy's like really, you know, he's upset because she's left him. But but it did. It was it was just nice to kind of be able to grow up around it, because now that I whenever I listen to songs um, that I that I used to listen to when I was a kid, I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I can understand it now as an adult yeah. and I can understand the words and I can understand the meaning behind it um, and the feeling behind it that all these artists have. Um, but th- you're right. I think the the rhythm behind it that, that you feel as your heartbeat, like behind your heart, pushing your heart through, you know, and that's when we would go to the beach, like I was saying, you know, they had all these drummers and, and that's the, the yeah. it's like that, that pulse that you get and that you kind of get used to, but you don't actually know that you're getting used to you. It just, it kind of, it's kind of built into you and it stays with you. And, you know, the fact that I'm, you know, that I'm an artist now and I, and I get to, to, you know, dance to that kind of music and to kind of live it is, um, it's quite, um, refreshing. And, um, you can I can always take myself back yeah. to when I was a kid and kind of grab things from there as well. But yeah, it's it's um it's a real kind of um it it is it is a special thing when you when you get music that is so close to you, you know, that's built within you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, so you, you have this beautiful childhood, and then at the age of eight, mom packs all your bags and says, we're out. We're leaving Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Well, you know, the parents, the parents, you know, they were being adults and kind of doing their adult thing. And we were kind of oblivious to what was happening. And all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden it was, you know, being in the jungle to being in the concrete jungle of New York. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was intense. And you don't ask questions, you know, as a kid, you're just like, yeah, I'm going, I'm getting on a plane. I don't know where I'm going. I don't care. It's holiday forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm getting, everybody's like, be excited. You're getting on a plane. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Um, and I remember everybody crying and every, you know, I remember the last, cause I got to New York, um, in December, I think it was December 19th, 1990 or something like that. It was crazy. And it was, um, it was cold. First of all. I've never experienced cold like that in my life. I've had never worn a coat in my life. You know, it was it wasn't it wasn't a thing that we did or gloves or earmuffs. I I thought earmuffs were kind of cute. I looked like a little bunny. You know, it was cute. But <laughs> but to kind of like you know change the whole perspective because now we weren't. I didn't have my family around. I didn't have my cousins. I couldn't just go out and play outside and climb a tree. You know, there were no trees to climb. It was definitely life changing, and I didn't I didn't speak English as well. So it was, it was a decision that definitely changed my our lives. You know, it changed our lives, and um, but I don't think, I think my life would have been completely different. You know, if if my mom, my parents at the time when they were together wouldn't have made that decision. Um, really? And apparently we weren't supposed to go with my, our parents at first. Oh. They were supposed to leave us. They were supposed to leave us in Venezuela and then they would go and work and then, you know, and then send for us a year later or something. But my mom wasn't having it because um, yeah. my sister at the time was what, 17, 16, <laughs> 17. And she was like, she was like, Mm-mm, this girl's going to go out. I'm with you. <laughs> but do you remember the goodbyes? Do you remember saying goodbye to all your cousins and leaving your country? Do you remember that moment? Absolutely. You know, we had a big party. Of course we did. You know, we had a big party and we, cause it was, it was close to Christmas that so we all had Christmas together, like a big Christmas dinner, I guess. And, and it was, it was really hard for everybody. Like I didn't know the, yeah. how huge it was, you know, like I did, I had no idea how big this, this move was. I thought we were just, you know, going to go to a different city, you know, and that was it. Um, but my parents sold everything. They kind of just left. They literally just left nothing behind. And, and yeah, it was sad. People were just hugging me and people were crying. And, and I remember when they came to take us to the airport and it was just, it was just really sad, but I was excited because I was getting on a plane. I didn't care that she was crying. Like I was just like, whatever, but I didn't, I didn't know. You know, when you're a kid, you don't, yeah, you, you feel it. You understand the, you understand that everybody's sad, but I was, I was more excited about getting on the plane because I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to see you, you know, like, why are you crying? (laughs) You know, I don't get it. So you've left and obviously you don't know what's happening. What kind of culture shock did you experience? 
Um, well, the the culture shock was huge. You know, it was it was massive because not only was I going into a place where I had no idea. You know, I'm eight years old, and I'm my parents are in charge of everything that's happening. Um, so, for example, going into school, you know, I didn't have any friends. I I was, and I was usually a pretty, you know, I'm, I'm pretty shy. I'm even though I'm, I might not look as shy, but I was pretty shy as a kid, and I was quiet. Yeah. And I became even more shy and more quiet because I couldn't communicate in any way. Um, yeah. And you know, there were there were some nice people, there were some nice teachers, there were some not nice teachers, uh, and there were some nice kids, and then there were some not nice kids. So it was just, yeah. and it was, and just just getting used to the whole schedule of like, first of all, the weather was ridiculous getting used to the layers that I had to put on because I had to wear like what are these long johns like a long long johns and then I would like I would put leggings under and then have you ever experienced have you ever experienced New York in the Bronx in the winter no no (laughs) I think you should you should because it's not even like (laughs) cold it's like it's it's like you're it's like bone cold like you're freezing so and obviously, I just came, I'm a little hot bun, you know, from Venezuela. I'm a little hot yeah. bun coming in. And all of a sudden, I turn, I turn into, you know, a little cake, like just frozen cake. It was, it was intense. So I'm wearing these long johns with a skirt on. I mean, check out this fashion. Long johns, a skirt on, oh you know, then a sweater under, then another sweater, and then a big jacket, and then the, you know, the, the scarf around, and then the earmuffs over the scarf. And then like, you know, an, a, like a, a hoodie. And then they, my mom would put another like, li- but just getting ready to go to school, <laughs> just getting ready to go to school was like intense in which in Venezuela, I was, you know, I put a shirt on, we would wear uniform. So you'd put your little button shirt, you put your little skirt on, yeah. your little shoes and you're out here. It was like, I had to get up three hours before going to school. And then going to school, like we would have breakfast in school. So you would have to wait around the corner of the, of the door. And you know me, I like being early. I like being early. (laughs) (laughs) So the school opened at 7. My mom got us there at 6.30, you know, in the cold. And she would be like, okay, you stay here. You stay here waiting by the door until they open the door. And I'm like, mom, I'm freezing. And she's like, no, you stay here because you're going to be late. And I'm like, I'm not going to be late. They haven't even opened yet. So (laughs) it didn't matter. But, and you know, so you go in and you're frozen. Then you go in and you eat this, you know, you eat pancakes that taste like chalkboard. And then like, it tastes like chalk. It was literally like tasting like, and then the smell of the school was different as well. It was like burnt coffee. Like I remember, like, I think it was like PS 26 that I went to, what it was called in the Bronx, the PS 26 or 126. Um, and you can just taste the, the burnt coffee in the air. And then like the, the food was like defrosted and like, you know, I would make fresh eggs. I would have fresh eggs in Venezuela. I came here. I have frozen food. I mean, it was just and powder, powder, and powder eggs, powder eggs. And it was, you know, and then the milk They had, you had milk with pizza. I never had milk with pizza, but you know, you ate it and it was, it was fine. You know, you know, but I used to have hot dogs with, you know, with French fries on the top. No, I didn't. So it was, that was like the culture shock that it was like, mm. you know, and then they didn't have, they didn't sell the same food that, that we had in Venezuela. And not that we didn't, yeah. because we didn't know where to buy it yet. Cause everything was, you know, it was, it was pretty, 
pretty full on, pretty violent as well um, in the Bronx at that time. Uh, there were shootings everywhere. It was, it was, so the fact that you couldn't go outside and just be a kid was, was shocking. You know, I didn't understand it. And, um, and the living situation was hard as well because we didn't have a house anymore. We were living in an apartment, mm. you know, and I was living in an apartment with my sister, my brother, my mom, and my dad. And it was like a one bedroom apartment. So to where we all had our, you know, I, I used to share a room with my sister and my brother had his own room and they're like in a house into like living literally within each other's faces and it was wow. so culture shock definitely definite culture yeah. shock i was gonna ask because when someone is from the bronx usually when you hear the stories it's either they go one way where it's like the gangs and the parties or they go the complete opposite way where they do everything that they can to stay away from that is mm. that where you found your love of dance um it was funny because they had a they had a program called Arts Connection in the school, and they they were trying to kind of um, see how kids, foreign kids, or kids you know that had problems at home or anything like that, how they kind of um, blended in and how how the arts affected them and how it, it enhanced their learning abilities. Um, so, if anything, it felt like it was a little like a, a little bit of a a test in a way. And I, I remember they put me in the, we were all in the gym and they were all making us do all these moves and dancing around and see how we like reacted to the music. And one of the main things that they had, they had drums, they were playing the drums. So automatically I went into, oh my God, I recognize this. I remember this. This is great. So I remember I was wearing jeans because obviously I had no idea what an audition was. Ugh, you know, I didn't even know the word, I, you know, I didn't even understand English. So, you know, audition. <laughs> audition so then they were like oh so what's your favorite move to do and you know in spanish they would um some of the teachers spoke spanish to me um because i was i was in a in a english second language class um esl class they used to call them so i was like oh i like doing cartwheels into a split because that was my move but i was wearing jeans so i didn't care so i would do i do a cartwheel and i would end into a split and it was it was fun and it made me happy but it made me happy because I was listening to the drums and I was listening to music that reminded me of home. And, but I, yeah. I wasn't making that connection. I was just like, I was just happy. And I quite liked moving around because that's what I remembered what I also did back home. Um, and, um, and so then that kind of kicked off this whole thing of dancing. So they would have drums. I would stay in, I would stay once a week, every Tuesday, I would stay in, um, after school. And it was it worked because my parents were working. Well, at that time, my my dad had left us, so it was just my mom as a single mom with three kids. So the fact that I was still able to stay at home, um, stay in school, gave her time. You know, it was babysitting time, free babysitting. Yeah. Um, so I would stay in school and um, and I would dance for an hour. They would play African drums, and then they had this little um, I don't know the name of it, but it was like a little half of a coconut, and then it had like these little strings on it. And they would yeah. play, it wasn't strings, it was like a little metal, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it goes dun 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 yeah. Yes, so they would play that. And actually I have, I have a video of when I was dancing in one of the, one of the um, end of school um, shows. And, um, and that's one of the, the things that I love the most. It just, they started teaching me structure. And I yeah. think structure and the discipline, which I've yeah. always loved. It was what I was missing as well. Um, and that's what kind of like started snowballing everything. 
um, with my dancing because not only was I paying attention, I was, you know, I was capable, but I connected to it in a completely different way that um, the other kids in my class didn't. Um, and I guess the teachers started seeing that um, even more because, and you know me, I'm pretty like, <laughs> I'm just like, and that's how I am. Like if somebody's talking, I'm listening, like taking information in. And ever since I was a kid, I was always like that, just taking all the information that I could, but having fun with it because it was, it reminded me of home. I love that. Well, we're going to call that part one. Karen, thank you so much. That is such a beautiful story. I, I love you even more. <laughs> uh, please stay with me for part two. Will do. And for those of you who are listening, let's find out how Karen went from a cheeky little cheek to a beautiful black swan in part two. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.